three, two, one. Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 42 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Welcome back. We're glad you're still around. Uh, always, you know, fun to be in the studio talking and online with Pam. Uh, so it's, I don't know about you all, but it's been kind of busy for me since we last uh, did an episode. How about you guys? Uh, Pam, what have you been up to? I've been, <laughs> I've been um, watching movies again, <laughs> as you do. During quarantine, yeah. Um, one movie that stood out was that I finally watched that Han a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars story or whatever. Solo, you mean? Solo. Solo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one Han movie. I haven't watched it yet, but how how did you like it? Okay, you know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. But well, I will that's... give it to you that it's probably in at the bottom of my list of movies. <laughs> of well, Star that, Wars movies? Or? Like it I'm debating which which is the worst Star Wars movie? Solo or like episode one? Oh, oh. episode episode one. Oh I would say episode one. If 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 it's if it's down there on your list, oof, that's harsh. Oh, why would you say the thing th- is hey. though? The thing is though, with Solo, you're gonna have to ask me like a couple years later if I remember it, because that's usually how I gauge like how bad a movie really is. Because with Episode One, I hardly remember what happened. <laughs> wow. So if you remember it in a couple of years, then it, it then it was the better movie. All right, so, hey, listeners, in a couple of years, <laughs> so, uh, let's see, what's the date today? Today is January 15th. So, January 15th of uh, 2023, if you're still listening and if we're still on the air, <laughs> remind us that Can't we be. need to check if Pam remembers Solo. <laughs> see, Phantom Menace is not even in the canon sequence. In most, in most nerds' watch list, Star Wars watch list. So I don't think Solo was that bad. Yes, it was very, very rushed, and they were trying to fit I every think... single folklore of Solo in there. Right, right. And I think, I think the reason why people didn't like it as much is because it didn't do anything to like expand build his character. It was more like the whole, this is an hour long or hour plus long explanation of why the Tessel run so quickly. Because they said it a few times in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. This is what you're trying to prove. Ooh. And it actually happened. And it, it kind of was I, lackluster for me. And I was like, that's it? That, I, I, that's will, it? I will say this. I'll ask you this. Did they have... Even the inkling of the word of Metachlorians in Solo. I don't think so. Solo's a better movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not privy to the the sci-fi terminology. 
I only just watched it once. It, so I'm only getting a generic overview. Uh, it's it's just a testament to how bad episode one is that you don't remember where those came in. Okay. So, exactly. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was my that was my biggest yeah. take back. It's more like a whole. I get it. He is. Han Solo was always kind of like a gray character with good intentions. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Han Solo was a Corellian. That was new to me in that movie. Eh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Am I showing my Star Wars nerd room? You are. Okay. I think you are. <laughs> but as I said, I've seen worst move, worst movies. So it yeah. was okay. I was just it's- expecting for a little, bit, you know, character development. And you were, and I knew, I knew that this was its own story, so it has yeah. nothing to do with the Skywalker, uh, the Skywalker story. So it seems like you were expecting to actually expand the universe a little bit instead of just like stay a pocket of hey, this is things we already oh, knew, and let's what? see what happened. Or oh. even in Rogue One, it explains how they got the plans to destroy the Death Star. Well, it it also kind of expands the universe a little bit too. That too. Yes. Because we didn't have that story before. We didn't have that lore. Right. We just with, knew- Han Solo, with Solo, it's just, here's a story. <laughs> I would have loved to see Han Solo as a series. Maybe that would have been because, better. Yeah, because there's certain things you can do with a series that you, can, you cannot possibly do in a movie. One is doing a better origin story, for instance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? You can expand it so everything's not happening all in oh, one that was shot. My, that was my biggest complaint with Solo was that they were trying to cram in every single lore of Han Solo <laughs> in a single movie. And it just, it was almost like it was forced. Not to be, uh, <laughs> not hmm. to, no pun intended. <laughs> and that's, yeah. You know. that, that's my, that's my issue with DC movies with like, Suicide Squad and even Birds of Prey. There was way too many things going on, and I was like, "Who are you again?" They want um, to put everything. That's a different. In there. That's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. And I would also like to. Um, I discovered something uh, while, you know, Jeff was going through YouTube. <laughs> hey, I know you guys are, are Angela. I know you are into making resin dice. Yes. Can you make me a couple of uh, resin keyboard caps? Wait, what? <laughs> what? I've never seen these things. Uh-oh. <laughs> I stumble onto a DIY uh, channel. I forgot which one. Sorry. Um, but I'm a big keyboard nerd. I like mechanical keyboards. It's my preferred ASMR. Mm-hmm. You can make Key like uh, custom made keyboard caps in, in resin. Yeah, and I, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I I guess I'll have to look up how to do it. Well, you have to have <laughs> a you have to have a sample from 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 uh, yeah because they're doing molds. Yes, right. So you oh, need yeah. a mold of her keys. Yeah. I would... Why are we discussing this? He... Because it's a it's a thing. <laughs> we can discuss it later, but this is just a special request from me to Angela. <laughs> Welcome so- to the client <laughs> the client network. 
I will end when Or if anyone yeah. <laughs> Alright, so so Pam, we'll we'll talk. I'll have my okay. people call okay. your people. <laughs> or you you have your people call my people and and Whoa. we'll talk. <laughs> Yes. All right. Edwin, uh, Edwin clearly wants to move on because he doesn't want to be in our client discussion. So, Edwin, what is it that you got excited about or were into this week? Well, first of all, I just want to say I am finally on vacation. Woohoo! Oh my gosh. After 2020 and how busy I was at work. And, and and everything that happened in 2019. And your HR and other store managers like, dude, you need to take a vacation. I did, I did find it funny that my boss today forgot I was on vacation. <laughs> and didn't realize it until my, until my, uh, um, what do you call it? The uh, auto reply <laughs> hit his inbox after he emailed me. I was like, oh, oops, oops, you're on vacation, but at least, <laughs> at least, at least he respected that you're on vacation and he backed off, right? Sort well, I had to explain to him about, about a certain issue that was happening oh. at work, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he does. Um, so yes, for a very, very long time, I haven't had an actual vacation where I actually sat down and vegged and watched movies, which I plan to do, watch movies. And Join the madness. <laughs> I know. Uh, I get jealous least, for other people who are watching movies. But there was a series Pam. you... <laughs> Edwin, yeah. there, there was a series you were watching recently. Could, yes. could you briefly tell us what okay. you were... Yeah, so one of my favorite, favorite shows to watch, one of my favorite serious shows to watch is Frontline on PBS, right? Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to really know what's going on in terms of current events, mm-hmm. you know, on even even on, you know, on all sides, because Frontline likes to, like, actually, like, interview people from all sides of any issue. It, there was a uh, documentary that came out that was supposed to be in the theaters uh-huh right but since covid happened it was supposed to be released like back in august but since covid happened it's got released through frontline okay right and it's about the philippines and what's going on over there mm-hmm. and i wanted to i want to you know i'm probably going to discuss this more on our other podcast yeah, because I'm, um, I'm pretty sure it discusses the, the politics in detail. It, it does. And this is more about, but for our other podcast, but it's it's about Maria Reza, who is one of the, he was, she, was, she was one of the recipients of the Time Magazine's top 10 influential women of, I want to say of 2019, hmm. or of the decade or something. Like, she's like... Her name gets thrown around in in, uh, in the journalist circles. Uh-huh. And she was... She has a lot to do with George Clooney's foundation. Okay. Too, right? Okay. And basically, she... It's about her struggle to get, like, truth out in the philippines in terms of what's going on with like the drug war over there 
the uh, the president over there and you know like what the environment is mm-hmm. and it's it's basically like if I don't know it's I... basically like if if like an NBC uh, NBC news anchor were to like you know. Or CNN news a news journalist, you know, got arrested by, you know, the current president. I'm not trying to get political here, but it's basically like that. What would happen? And keep in mind, this is this is before the change of presidency. Yeah, this is before the change of presidency. It's, it, this yeah. is getting recorded before January yeah. 20th. So, but, but that's what happened to her. And she was she was found guilty of like cyber libel in the Philippines, and she could be arrested for six to sixty three years in prison in the Philippines. Oof. And she is a no, you know, she's a journalist that's internationally, oop, that's internationally known, and it's a it's a good documentary if anybody really wants to know what's going on in the Philippines. Um, it's on Frontline. And you can watch it. It's free. If you have, you can download the app PBS.org and you can watch it. And so that really got me intrigued in that. In in this, so, in, you know, just because you know I'm a Filipino, right? Yeah. And I but, travel to the Philippines. All right. Well, let's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. We're gonna. I don't want to discuss it here, but we'll probably discuss it on other podcast, which is Hello Hello Hangouts. Hello Hangouts. And just to put a little plug here, we have a guest on our next episode of Hello Hello Hangouts. She is uh, uh, Lauren Happily. She's the president of the CSFA, and we have a interview with her on that podcast. So if you're interested, um, it's Hello Hello Hangouts. Under Legend Creators, it's all in the directories. I, I, so I, I guess that just leaves me, huh? Yes. yes Angela, doing? what have you been doing, up to? All right. So I've, I've talked to a few close friends about this, including Pam and Edwin. Uh, so they already know about it. But I have joined up with the cast of a radio drama um, called The Graveyard Tapes. Uh, this project... Um, it started out when when it was first proposed um the writer was planning on it to be kind of a more of a um a audio journal of sorts and then he was going to have a limited cast so it was almost kind of uh modern uh urban fantasy noir kind of thing um and it grew from there and it ended up basically a full-on radio drama now this it started out getting released on saturdays um on a radio station up in uh saskatchewan canada um during their their time slots that they leave for indie artists to produce things um, and this radio station, I will have to put it on the website somewhere, but they liked it very much and they've been getting positive reviews. So they put the graveyard tapes 
in a primetime slot on the radio in Canada, and um, they have started releasing it as a podcast as well, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. So if you're looking for an, an audio drama that's kind of quirky and, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to record, I'll say that, then uh, The Graveyard Tapes is a fun one. Um, as of this recording, there's only three episodes out for them. There may be a fourth one in the near future, I think. So are you saying that you're you're more likely to get popular in Canada? <laughs> oh, hey, my voice is already getting famous in Canada. The U.S.? Now, there's, there's life goals, getting famous in Canada. A random town in Canada. I think it's... I think... I think the radio station is in Saskatoon. I think Saskatchewan. I I think the town of it's either is there a in Saskatoon. It's either in uh, Regina. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. The town is either Regina or Saskatoon. It's 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 a town in Saskatchewan. Hey. But hey, I'm getting I'm getting Canada famous. Hey, you uh, our Canadian neighbors from the north. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, Canada. Yeah, we're practically neighbors, right? We feel like we're in Canada like six six months out of the year. Yeah, my, my, my character in the Graveyard Tapes is called Zero Day. He's a tech pixie and he's a little turd and I love him. <laughs> anyway. I had to explain to Angela what Zero Day meant. I remember that. Explain to our <laughs> listeners what Zero Day is. Zero Day is... Well, you mean the real Zero the Day? Real, what it really means? Yes, where his name comes from. It has to do with cybersecurity and viruses and worms and other like malware threats where it only takes zero days to infect an entire system. The, or entire network. So basically, the fastest moving and most destructive virus exactly. type. Exactly. Zero Day. That's the, that's the thing that... If happen if if I were to be in charge of an entire network and we got attacked by a zero day thing, I would probably get fired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I wasn't doing my job to protect the network from these zero day threats. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, so yeah Zero Day is he's he's a fun character to play. I I enjoy it very much. But enough about enough about the weeks because we've got other things to talk about. So um, I guess Pam and I are going to shut up and listen. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Right, so Edwin, what happened? Okay, so I am a technology nerd. I like tech Nerd. i am an it guy i <laughs> am in front of computers all day in fact i am in front of two computers and a console that's pretty much a computer so today is january i mean this month is january and every nerd knows what happens in the beginning of january and that is ces or the consumer electronics symposium that happens in Las Vegas. However, since we have the vid, 
um, it was virtual this time around, which is, I don't know how I feel about that because every can any bit anybody who's gone to a convention right mm-hmm. what happens during a convention you meet people you there's press the flesh as it were that is the weirdest way of saying shake hands the, okay yeah that was weird <laughs> <laughs> that is the weirdest way of saying that it's, i probably outdated edwin <laughs> you know you have chin wags with other people edwin <laughs> so um it was interesting because everything was virtual and you could see on you know several things that's like on the like the ces website and other people who comment on the on ces there were a lot of tech of future technology that was out in cs ces one of which which really intrigues me Mm -hmm. right because I would love to have one of these. I'm sure it's going to cost thousands of dollars to have. Samsung came out with a robot that does your house chores. Oh, wow. (laughs) I, for one, welcome our uh, robot overlords. Exactly. (laughs) See, uh, Samsung came out with a single um, single arm robot that will do your dishes. Wow. We'll pick up the dish and put it in the dishwasher. Wow. And yeah, it. I was watching this thing. I don't know if it's going to be like a real thing or if it's going to be like, I'm <laughs> so, sitting there going like, I need that. <laughs> I really need that. And oh yeah. And the biggest thing out in CES is foldable screens. That seemed to be like the big thing right now. I think we, you know, I think we talked about it. There foldable were, screens, yeah, like in a past podcast. I think, it, I think last year, like they they were starting to discuss, hey, this is a concept, yeah. this is proof of concept, and, and they're now coming out with them for like. There are there are phones with uh-huh. foldable screens where you can have a phone, uh-huh. right? Let's say like a normal phone. What's a normal phone these days? Like five point or six point eight inches, uh-huh. something like sure. that, right? It can fold like, not like book fold or like razor phone fold. It'll actually roll out to a bigger screen. Huh. Yeah. That would be cool. And along with the folding phones or rolling phones, transparent televisions. Wow. And that just sounds. That's, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, does, does it how does it block out the the stuff behind it, or so is this have like you ever meant seen, to like a projection just, or something? Well, no. Here's a, like, have you ever have you ever seen like minority minority report? Yeah. Or like, or some some futuristic where the guy is like sitting there staring at a screen and you can see like yeah through it. Right. You mean that's and what it's supposed to do? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And they, they had a they had a they had a demo or like a video of this where they had it on you could put it on a subway to see or a train to see where you're at and then look at the scenery at the same time. Okay, that's that sort of yeah. thing. They had So like a, an active map in the window. Yeah. They had a they had huh. a they had a uh, a uh, television 
console, right, at the foot of the bed, and it would raise up, and it was transparent, and you could see the picture, but mm-hmm. the picture was the the uh, the transparency of the picture was so much was enough that you could see it, but then you can also see the fireplace behind it. <laughs> Hmm. Or something. You know, it's like that. So, those are the biggest things I think that came out of CES. Yeah. Um, Robots. Robots and and future tech. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cadillac came out with the concept of a... 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 a, AI self-driving or self-flying taxi type thing um, that flew and brought you to places. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Cadillac. D- so GM. Does, does this mean flying cars? <laughs> it looks like it. Huh. It looks like it looks like autonomous vehicles that fly. I don't know how real this is. I mean, CES is known for, you know, like proof of like, concept, but not practical. Yeah, it felt more of like Showing. it felt more like um, what was that those symposiums back in like the turn of the century between the 19th and 20th century the world's fair world's fair of world of tomorrow kind of thing so like, that's what it kind of felt yeah. like <laughs> so like hey this is a thing we proved it's possible to do but it's super expensive and not at all practical but still cool I still want the robot though <laughs> now that would be practical <laughs> if it if it became affordable <laughs> alright so there, wait there was there was another convention thing Pam did you yeah, so at the time of recording, the 15th, um, I just received word that there was a Twin Cities Doctor Who convention uh, dubbed the Console Room that's actually held all online and free. Wow, when is that happening? <laughs> this weekend. This weekend? Oh, no! So unfortunately, well, I don't know about you guys, but I won't be able to go. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can check check it out a little bit. I, I gotta. See and to, you know, to be fair, I've kind of fallen out of you know watching Doctor Who. I can now watch it now that I have um, HBO. You just got a lot of other shows you're already watching. I know, but uh, take but, a vacation, Pam. You you you'll spend a lot of time um, watching videos. At least I hope so. Something. Like that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It kind of brings me to this topic of how conventions are now being moved online because of the pandemic. Um, It has its pros and cons. I I really like the whole idea that I could be a part of a big, huge social gathering um, of a particular theme for free. (laughs) Yeah. I do like the free aspect, but I don't like the virtual aspect. I know it's and um, like a virtual hangout, just like this. I mean, we're doing this all yeah. virtually. It's not the same. It's not the same. It is not, not the same. And um, there are other aspects, like you know, sometimes in some conventions, I like perusing the um, uh, vendor tables. I, yeah. I miss doing that. Um, there is another convention, and unfortunately, it escapes me. But um, it's one of the bigger conventions, and they usually have Q and A uh, sessions, public Q and A sessions, uh, with the certain celebrities. Because oh, this convergence. Uh, 
And this, I'm thinking it's probably Emerald City Comic Con. I think it's Wizard. Is it Wizard World Con? Wizarding World? Or something like that. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't remember that, but um, I get I get some email updates and I was part of a Doctor, Doctor Who uh, Q&A convention that had uh, it had my favorite one of my favorite companions uh, the actress that played Clara uh-huh. the, they had the actress that played River Song oh wow that and they Wizard actually had the actress that played Rose Tyler Oh. That was Wizards Comic Con. That did with, that. Okay. With Wizards Doctor, Comic Con? Yeah, that was, happened in downtown Minneapolis. I remember that because there was a flight with with uh, Matt Smith at the time. With with uh, who was it? The her, the actor for Lucius Malfoy and Amy. Yeah, Pond? like they were like in the same flight. Or, no, not Lucius, but uh, Draco Malfoy yeah. and Amy Pond. Yeah, and they were on the same plane. And they took pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah, on our think, way to yeah, Minneapolis. That, that was like that. It's that same convention, but everything was online. Everyone was in their homes, and it—I it, like it because it kind of made that appearance that they are more human and less celebrity. Yeah, and it's kind of cool, like you know, hearing them talk about behind the scenes and what it was like uh, playing a big character. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite of how online conventions are now a thing. But I do miss actually going yeah. to the conventions. There was, I mean, there was talks about like whether or not CES was actually going to happen in 2021. Because one of the aspects of CES is that you go there to Las Vegas, go into the to the to the um, what do you call it? Like the vendor rooms or whatever the, mm-hmm. the where they showcase like. Like all the all the brands are in there, right? And you're picking up the items and you're playing around with them with your hands. Yeah. How do you do that with a virtual uh, convention? You can't. Right. You know, and that's right. why people were sort of wondering how is CES gonna do this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we'll we'll have to see. So um, the biggest take from this is that I don't know. If people can check out conventions to see if they can, uh, if they can uh, uh, look up, see if they could uh, attend a virtual convention. Mm-hmm. You never know. All right. So virtual console solves the thing. All right. So moving on, we are going to um, oh, what, what do we call? Let, Let me, me tell you a tell thing. You yeah. So yeah, Edwin. Is that really a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, um, I believe it was roughly a year ago, in one of our early episodes, uh, the uh, good Sir Knight Who Says Knee uh, asked us the question, are there too many superhero movies? Uh, with, with everything being all diseased outside and theaters still being closed, um, we're not seeing a whole lot of anything come out. And that includes, and especially noticeable, the superhero movies. So, Edwin, your question. Okay, so my question is, is a superhero movie drought a good thing? In the overall perspective of 
cinema. Pam, your thoughts first. I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. I, I uh, was, but I'm, I'm going to let you talk first. Um, I'm the main uh, superhero movie series that I'm into is Marvel. I, so I can't really say the same thing about DC because I don't really uh, watch DC movies. Not as, you know religiously as marvel um well but i will say that it kind of ended with endgame because that was the whole building point to it that whole uh, oh. war with thanos um after that after that happened i think i think i'm I was, it was kind of good to take a break from superhero movies well let me put you this way is there a drought Right now, like, well, because right I now, saw I saw Wonder Woman eighty four on on was it HBO Max? I, I I think I think the superhero movies are starting to you know start starting to pop up because yes, Wonder Woman was released at Christmas time um, today. The fifteenth, Wandavision is on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I think superhero movies are slowly coming back. Yeah. I- I, th- I think there was a small drought, and as for whether it's a good thing, um, I'd have to say a little bit of yes, a little bit of no. Uh, personally, um, like we had a over the last several years, we did have a massive flood of superhero movies, and that's the vast majority of what was coming out for the vast majority of what was popular. Um, so as for, as for it kind of being a good thing, it kind of gives us a moment to kind of digest the superhero movies that we already had. Um, on the flip side, there are, there are people who are just bored to tears and they're not finding solace in a lot of the movies that are being released online first. Um, like they, like there, there are some people who like their favorite movies are the superhero hero movies and they're looking for something new. They're looking for something to escape the current events in, and nothing is really catching them like a superhero movie does. So yes, it's, it's, it's good that we're getting a break from the new ones, but at the same time, you know, it would be nice if if there were still things if there had still been things coming out for those who's like that's the only thing that could drag them away from the reality of the situation, you know? I think I I don't know. Like I kind of got tired of superhero movies when it was out. Like I because it was getting hashed like six ways to Sunday about like maybe one or two different plot plots you know you had like the solo superhero where you had to save a thing and battle a dude and then you had you know like i like to call the seven samurais plot you know let's get the gang together and go battle a thing out you know or save a save a thing i just felt like it was hashed and 
the only cool thing about it was that you know it, cool cool thing about it was that it was just oh look here's a superhero that that's new and let's see how we can it's... mesh this in into the the world of things and i just to me it felt like it, to me it felt like when i watched and I tried, and I tried doing this too. Was that I was trying to watch every Marvel comic universe movie, starting with Iron Man, then going to. Um, you were trying to go in the order of release. The order of release, and I noticed that it was like the same general plot. It's it's a superhero. It's it's not going to be hugely different. Um, but what I would have liked to see uh, between, you know, like Marvel's finishing their major arc that they were showing and building up to whatever they've got coming next, I would have liked to see them kind of making maybe smaller movies of either brand new heroes or heroes that don't really get explored or heroes that don't fit into the to the general like avengers theme like if we had had a squirrel girl movie somewhere in the interim i think that would have been a fun one so i had a i had a epiphany you know during during the era of covid right mhm I it's not like I don't like comic books, right? Okay. In fact, I wanted to see other kinds of comic books made into a thing, mm-hmm. like some of the earlier non-known like serials that are out there, you know, mm-hmm. or back from mm-hmm. the nineteen forties, and I just don't see any of it, yeah, at all. Like I was, you know, like we don't see. No, look. It's all it's all these like really big like Marvel oh, yeah. like, like mainstream. Oh or, yeah, they're they're gonna milk the they're gonna milk the cash cows that yeah. they they've got to put out. But I do feel like I do feel like in terms of like superhero movies or comic book movies, like they all feel the same. They all feel the this you know because it's it's supposed to be the same, right? It's in the in the same universe. It they're right? they're becoming heroes, and the stories are supposed to be connected. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, I want to see a different universe. I want to see a universe that that isn't based in New York or whatever, or based in you know. So you'd like to be line. you'd like to be brought out of our world into some something new. Something yeah, something like even like I don't know, like even like if it's gonna be in our world, you know, like maybe like like in the nine, you know, like. In the past, maybe, or like some of these, some of these so, serials take place. So you're just looking. You would like to see one that's just a different tone. Yeah, I mean, different tone, different era, uh, different cast, and, yeah. and different plots and subplots. So, you, it, so if so, you're you're basically saying the same thing I am. Like, it would have been nice in the interim to have something that's different from the like a superhero movie yeah. that's different from the usual yeah. that explores lesser known heroes or or brand new heroes in different settings yeah. 
that are unconnected because, to the main whatevers. I mean, because you know what? If I ever see another like Spider-Man or origin story again, hey I'm now. gonna lose it. Hey now, if I ever see another Batman origin story again, so <laughs> with the pearls. Our, so back to our question, maybe a superhero movie drought is probably a good thing. Yeah, I I, I think it is partly a good thing. But I, I think, like, the drought left so much opportunity untaken to try something new with other heroes. Like, I, I just think there was a missed opportunity there to explore other things. So, may, yeah, so I'm, so maybe they, they should have taken that <laughs> drought opportunity into doing further research, into doing yeah. something different. Yeah, like those, those little uh, kind of, niche superheroes like like i mentioned squirrel girl like she doesn't really she pops up here and there in the marvel universe but she's more kind of a gag than anything else you know it's like she's meant to be silly she's meant to just make poke fun at things as she's she's her own hero and i also think that if deadpool if the deadpool can be successful why not her yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Squirrel Girl absolutely would be successful because Deadpool was like completely off, like left off, you know, like left field for right. any of the Marvel ones. In fact, it wasn't really. It was in the Marvel universe, but it wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's a Marvel property, but he's like there's licensing whatever's going on there, but. So he's he's a Marvel thing, and they could probably mention the Marvel properties, but they couldn't actually bring him in there. Not that he would actually be in any of the Avenger movies because he's more of an anti-hero. And... I think that's why I sort of flocked to, like, to like the Mandalorian. Because they're creating... You know, they're, because crea- they're creating something new. They're taking something that... It's that's, a whole new thing. It's yeah. a whole new environment. It's a whole new thing. Yes, it's like, in the Star it, Wars... Star it brings Wars in, universe. It brings in familiar and comfortable elements, but it's doing something new with them. Yeah. Although I am I am a sucker for West Westerns, you mm-hmm. know? And let's face it, Mandalorian is a Western. Well, okay. Star Wars yeah. is a space opera, and you know, Mandalorian is like a space western opera. Oh. It's, it's... It couldn't I mean, there's certain episodes where I mean, it was almost like like I think they were like really trying to make it spaghetti western. <laughs> so, question. Yeah. So I'm kind of like. I mean, you really are foodie. What? You really are foodie. Well, speaking of food, we should probably move on to the next section. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common, and that is the serving of food. It's still fresh, but I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, so in our last episode for our food segment, we talked about um, the Amboy recipe book. And the challenge for this episode was to create one of the recipes out of the book and uh, see how you like it. So uh, where do we want to start? Edwin, I know that you're, you're itching to share. What did you do? I did 
something that I grew up with, and I found it in this recipe book. We've actually talked about this food before. We did talk about this food before. Go on. I made champurado, also known yeah. as chocolatey rice or chocolate rice. But it was very interesting how I grew up. How you know, I I was taught how to make it when I was a kid. And the way that, um, I forgot his name. Oh, what's his name? Um, the way that Elvin Kylon, Chef Kylon does it. Um, it's very different. It's very different. And I'll tell you one thing. If you have a, if you have any underlying conditions, I would suggest not to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> because it messed me up. It's, it's all so okay. Carbs and more carbs. Yeah. And sugar. So in the okay, in the way that I was taught how to make it when I was a kid, basically what it was is jasmine rice, right? Um, whole milk, and one of those chocolate pucks. Basically, cocoa solids. Like a cocoa solid is like a hundred percent cocoa, right? Okay. And you throw it in there, and you mix it all up, and you put a little sugar in it, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. you know, that's it, right? That's uh-huh. it. What 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 Chef Kailan does is, let's He's go got- get glutinous rice along with jasmine rice, right? So now you've eat, now you've added gluten into it. Question. Okay. Hey, Edwin. Yeah. What is glutinous? Rice? Glutinous rice is, well, first of all, rice is gluten-free, right? Right. It's a gluten-free food. So what they do is that they infuse gluten into the rice, into mix it with the rice. And I don't know okay. how exactly they do it, but when you buy glutinous rice, it comes vacuum-packed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's, there's gluten in the rice. It, it's been added to been the rice. added to the rice. Okay. Okay, to make it more... Sticky. Sticky. Um, yeah. Okay. So, that's what it is. And so, let's add glutinous rice with jasmine rice, right? Instead of using whole milk, let's put heavy cream into it. <laughs> okay? A ton... A cup and a half of heavy cream. Okay. And then on top of that, let's put chocolate a pound chips. of semi-sweet chocolate chips. A pound? A pound. <laughs> right? This is more than that standard bag that you buy at the the 12-ounce bag, right? That that sounds very rich. It is rich. It, <laughs> it was it was dense. It was dense. Ooh. And okay. here's, here's the thing, right? It and then the only the only thing that that anybody would be familiar of with with champurado is evaporated milk because you use it as a creamer for the for the uh, champurado. I did this when I was a kid, right? Get the evaporated milk out. Edwin tells me I add too much to mine, but well, yours was like a soup. I like soupy <laughs> things. Um, okay, so. It was rich. It was like a dessert. In fact, it should have been a dessert. Champurado in the Filipino culture is breakfast food. Yes. <laughs> right? 
This was yes. a dessert. This was like after dinner fancy dessert. It was. It was. I'm pretty sure that if you had it for breakfast, that's it. <laughs> You're I'm, set for the day. <laughs> I must confess this. I did not finish mine. I did not finish my portion. I had to pack it, put it in a in a uh, Tupperware, and save it for the next day. It, it, yeah, it. I did not finish mine when I sat down to eat it. It was good. Very tasty. It was great. It was, but just, it was more than what you had expected. Oh, you couldn't eat this for you couldn't eat this for breakfast. Like it was. How just, was? How was the? Uh, like the next day factor. Like did we it have the, Oh, I I ate my leftovers um this morning for breakfast. Um and it it does pretty well the next day. Yeah. Okay. It but I think um you would have to like I think you'd probably have to like add like uh, like more milk or something. Yeah, I mean I I didn't add out. any more I didn't add any more milk to mine just because I knew there was already that milk in there. Yeah. But it still tasted mm-hmm. fine. So yeah. it yeah, it, it was still good today. Okay. Yeah, it's it is not for the faint of heart in terms <laughs> of if you have an underlying like a like if you have like like a cholesterol problem or severe diabetes, do not eat this. You will <laughs> You will need to go to the hospital after. <laughs> it's <laughs> just it is carbs on top of carbs, carbs on, on top, top of, of carbs. carbs, and it messed me up. Like I sat there, I was like, I can't, eh. you know. And I had to lace. I was I was glicking out a lot. It was so rich. I had to get like something salty and something healthy. So what I did was he needed I made, a vegetable. I need a vegetable. So I made a Beyond Burger with. <laughs> Yeah, I made a Beyond Burger with uh, with like keto was that like a keto friendly um, uh, bun, mm-hmm. which is like no carbs. <laughs> like right. there's no there's no carbs in this thing, but it was just too it, just to counteract just the carbs counter that you just out, like, yeah counteract yeah. the the richness of it. So, anyways, it was what was your score for it? I. When it goes to flavor and texture, I gave it a 17 bordering on 18. Mm, it, okay. It really was delicious. Just it, very heavy. It's just very, very tense. And okay. I think the, the denseness was what brought it down for me. I think if if it wasn't so dense and if I had been able to... So heavy. Yeah, if it wasn't so heavy, I think I would have bumped it up all the way to that 18. Yeah. But... Okay. 17 I'll, bordering on 18 for yeah me. i mean next time i would probably just stick to my to the recipe i grew up with because it was you could eat it for yeah. breakfast you can eat for breakfast right. that one you can eat right. for breakfast which was the intention yeah <laughs> so, okay uh what was your score edwin same me yeah i forgot to give it a score i would probably give it i'd probably give mine a 16 it was just so dense too dense and, not, and too, dense too much sugar. Yeah, it was. Not to mention the reaction <laughs> didn't really, help. Yeah, it was. Oh, I think I went to bed after it was just, or like I had to like just lay you, down. You took an early bedtime. Yeah. yeah, you had to sleep it off, man. Uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> had to sleep comatose. It off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll go next and get this out of my misery. What what was it that I made? Suman. Suman. Yeah. What is that? It's. Have you, do you know what budbud is? Explain. <laughs> okay, okay, so when it's... I grew up, when I grew up, I 
one of the things I love to eat, and I don't know if this was a bud, it was a, it's more like a snack in the Philippines, I think, mm-hmm. where it's, it's sticky rice or sweet rice. We usually made this with sweet rice, but mm-hmm. he made it with glutinous rice, and it's basically that wrapped up in wrapped, banana, wrapped in banana leaves, and then you steamed it, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. what came out was like this log shape looking thing and what we used to do in the when i was growing up you would put we either put it with hot chocolate right uh-huh. with those 100 mm-hmm. percent pucks right mixed with sugar or we would put sugar right on top of it okay now this recipe like edwin said used glutinous rice um it did i guess it did things just a little bit differently from normal um it was my first time working with banana leaves, and I kind of tore some of them a little bit. Uh, and I had a couple of issues with the recipe. There was also a uh, a kind of a coconut glaze that I that he suggested using as a topping for it. Yeah, I I had a couple of issues. Um, for one. At the beginning of the recipe, it says to soak the glutinous rice overnight, but it also says you don't have to. It just tastes better if you do. Um, And it turns out if you don't soak it overnight, it needs a cooking time adjustment. Yeah. Um, So the texture of the rice itself was off. Yeah. It was was not as good. As yeah. gooey as it was supposed to be. In in Filipino terms, we call it hilao, which means it needs more. It, it needs more, more time. It needs more time. It needs more liquids. It's raw. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was. Yeah, it was just there was a little bit of crunch in it that should not have been there, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that wasn't great. I'm sure after. I'm sure after we cook it again, because we I threw it straight into the freezer after we ate it, um, and next time we pull it out, it'll have to be cooked again, and I'm sure a second cooking will probably get yeah. that last bit of softness yeah. into it. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be better a second time around. The glaze that was suggested to go with it, um, it used coconut milk and brown sugar and salt. I felt... It had too much salt. Like, mm. I think they were going for kind of a salted caramel thing for it. But I think it was a little too much salt and not quite enough caramel. I thought it was, to me, I thought it was fine. <clears throat> like, I've tasted worse. But I, to me, I thought... I mean, in terms of like glazes like that, you know, like where's mm-hmm. it trying to make a salty thing? I thought it was fine. I think, actually, actually, I would say this. I thought it was a little spot. It was actually a bit spot on. Actually, I mean, Angela, are you, would you say that you like salty foods or not really? See, when I'm a little picky on where I like my salty foods, like okay. I do like a salted caramel, but I want the star of it to be caramel. Oh, and okay. I yeah. and this like it tasted like they were aiming for a salted caramel taste, and I didn't taste enough caramel to it. I I think for me it was just overwhelmed by the salt, and I was just expecting it to end up a lot sweeter. 
Mm, okay. So okay. Um, we're going to see what other uses we can find for this glaze. We're going to see how it does on ham. Um, if we use it again for the, what's it called again? Oh, suman? <laughs> yeah. If, if we use it as a sauce for that, I'll probably add more brown sugar to it to get mm. it to get it closer to that caramel taste that I was expecting. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, for me, like, there were things that needed adjusting. The other thing that I don't know if this was just a me problem or if it was an instruction problem, but it, it instructed to uh, tie these little banana leaf packets with the rice in them with some twine, and it told you exactly how much twine to use and I felt like that wasn't quite enough twine to actually wrap it both secure both ends of the banana leaf packet so it, it didn't seem like enough twine and I don't know if it was just my measurement that that was off or maybe I wrapped it wrong but it didn't seem quite like enough twine so that mm. that was that was my problem with that one so we had one great success, and I don't know, for me, and until we give it a second try and adjust the cooking time, for me, it's a 12. Okay. Yeah, it was 11 boarding around 12. It was, it was... The only saving grace of that was, I think, especially in the first tasting, I thought, again, I thought that glaze was, was spot on, but, I mean... I but I don't know if I'm just being biased about it because I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm sort of like comparing it to what I grew up with. You're right. comparing so, it to nostalgia. To nostalgia, right? You know? So well, how does it compare to, you know? Um, so you said you think it's spot on. I think the I well the first the, of the all cooking the, time the cooking needs... time was off because I could tell it was off. Like I'm you know like. Rice is not supposed to be crunchy, you know, or like crunchy bits in it. Even <clears throat> even though if it's like glutinous rice or sticky rice. Okay. Um But I think that was just like that was like the the reason why it dropped. If it was perfectly cooked, right, the rice, I would have been I would have been thrown back to when I was eight years old. You know, so, in fact, I would probably like, where's the sugar? You know, because that's yeah, what we so, used to do. Or where's the chocolate? <laughs> so basically, the flavor was right, but the texture was just all wrong. Yeah. Flavor is so, fine. So <laughs> until we give it a second try, we've got low scores for it. Yeah. Just, we're, oh, well. You so win you some, you lose some. Yeah, uh, exactly. You can't, not everything can be a win. So, Pam, what did you do? Okay. So I actually chose two recipes um whoa uh, i technically chose two <laughs> recipes but <laughs> well yeah because one was uh th they both accompanied together they okay. can so what i did is that um you know what first i'll i'll begin with the the salad so where is it so it's just a simple cucumber and tomato side salad Okay. So it's basically you have your to tomatoes, cucumber, uh, red onion, and cloves. And the dressing is olive oil, patisse, 
Fish sauce. Which is fish fish sauce. <laughs> fish Very, sauce. It's like a huge uh, staple in every Filipino uh, household. Yeah. Um, You'd find a bottle of it somewhere. Yes, and I have it in my house now. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> the Purina and, kind? The Furina kind? Right. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. That exactly. exact brand, yes. <laughs> um, and um, calamansi juice. Now, the issue is is that I didn't find any, like, the calamansi fruit. Mm-hmm. And I was planning on finding the calamansi juice I believe they come in a... Uh... They come in packets. Oh, they come in packets. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't find any. At least not in the, the the Asian market that I went to. But I did find like a Filipino like drinking juice. Now that in itself is not really the calamansi juice that this recipe called for. Because the juice, the drinking juice is just like a puree. Yeah. With water and probably some type of sugar or something, which actually I tasted the first time and it's not bad. In fact, Jeff, uh, Jeff loved it. <laughs> like calamansi <laughs> juice? Like the drinking juice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he finished it. And I was like, he was like, are you sure you don't need any more for the salad? I'm like, no, I only needed one tablespoon. And then so he just <laughs> found it. And I was like, okay. Um, well, next time we are over at our place, let, I will um, make some because I've got a ton of the juice. The calamansi? Here. Yeah. Wow! At the Filipino store. <laughs> so we made uh, the cucumber and tomato salad. Um, it's just a straight up salad. I mean, uh, nothing was uh, the dressing itself was like a, a very light vinaigrette kind of thing. Um, I tasted more of the patisse more than the calamansi juice. So it wasn't really as sweet as like a balsamic vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. But it it was really tasty. Everything tasted well. The only problem is, is that I think I chose a very strong red onion. That kind of <laughs> overpowered the whole entire dish. Oh, no. That's not good. So, but it did call for like a small red onion. And I got like the biggest red onion I could find. <laughs> so that's probably error, the user error on my part. <laughs> so that was kind of like one 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 recipe. The other recipe is beet cured hard cooked eggs. Oh. What got me into trying this recipe is because he mentioned balut. Yes. And I was like. Yes, I'm all over this because I love <laughs> I love balut. Balut, for those that don't know, are, is basically duck egg. <laughs> oh, yeah, a special duck egg. It's a special duck egg, and yeah. then I'm not I'm not gonna watch go out into for it. the beak. So oh. note that I said hard cooked, not hard boiled. Yes, we tried his version of hard cooked. So it's basically you cook it in in water and then you plunge it into an ice bath. Yep. And it's supposed to, it's it's hard boiled, but the yolk is still runny, right? Yep. That didn't happen. Mine was mine came out hard boiled. Huh. E- and we followed it. We yeah. followed the instructions. Maybe I don't know. We'll give it a try. It, you might have cooked it too long. Probably, or yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. That's what Jeff said. Jeff was like, probably our water was too. Too like, hot. Too hot, maybe. Yeah. 
So, okay. So next time we'll try to tur- turn it, turn the water down. Yeah. So what it is, you basically soak those eggs in kind of like a beet marinade, basically. Huh. And what it does is that it, it it's like a salted egg, mm-hmm. basically. It's a natural salt that gets in it. And I love salty stuff. Mm-hmm. And... I remember seeing this in the Philippines at the airport. Oh, the salt, salted duck eggs? They would... It's, it's like, like red. In the vendors or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that, and I ate one just out of curiosity, and yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Like, it was so, like, it was breakfast food. <laughs> so, I, I... We tried it just by itself, and like, it's the salt itself isn't overpowering. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was just the right amount of salt for me. And Jeff Jeff liked it too. So what we did was that we combined the egg with the cucumber and tomato salad. It made it better. Sorry. It made the salad better. <laughs> awesome. So and it's cool because um it calls for a dozen eggs, so we still have some eggs. Uh, in the fridge i tried it with just just rice because um little known fact one of my poor people's food is basically dried anchovies with rice i remember i remember getting a lot of shifty eyed looks (laughs) at at my works like is that all that you're eating i'm like yep i'm getting my protein i'm getting my carbs this is gonna be my lunch and they're like okay it's kind of like the same thing it's like I can eat like three or four eggs with rice and then that's a meal. It makes sense. It just reminds me of the time I brought blood into work. Oh, you oh. brought into work? Yeah. Oh, oh, Edwin. <sighs> so. Oh, Edwin, why did you do such a thing? Because I like blood and it was there and it was available and it was the only thing i could bring for for lunch at the time so i brought it <laughs> and yes i got the shifty eye look <laughs> but yeah. it didn't matter because <clears throat> they're just jealous <laughs> i don't Dad i don't jealous she says <laughs> i i don't think that's the problem <laughs> so so um edwin what was it what what is what is that food? Why did it, why did people give oh, you blood? Yeah. It's dried fish. Yeah, because you didn't I mean, actually I don't know how else to describe it. No, it's Edward, dried fish. You didn't actually explain that. You just said this is a food. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I just want the uh, listeners to understand why exactly he was getting yeah. the shifty eyed like, look and why I don't believe they yeah, were it's jealous. Just it I mean, it just reminded me of that because dried anchovies. It's essentially blood, but in small versions. Of- yeah, yeah, and right, both right. are going to have a very potent smell. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the salad itself, prob- I gave it like a 15. I mm-hmm. think that if I didn't have so much onion in it, it wouldn't be so overpowering. Therefore, it w- would have been more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I liked the... I liked the dressing. It, it was very subtle, and it was it made it for a very healthy uh, salad. And it was very quick to uh, 
you know, put together. The eggs, I gave it a 17. Solely because I just like salty things. <laughs> <laughs> and together, it, it's all, it's, it's a 17. Okay. So, so the egg elevated the salad. Yeah. I just need to perfect that whole hard-cooked uh, thing. So I, I, I guess will... we just need to find the right temperature for the boiling uh, water. Yeah. So. Oh, well. I, I do have an appendage to this to this section, though. What? I got some of the ingredients. I actually went to Philippine Village. Ah, so that's the new... Uh... New Filipino market. That's in... New Filipino market in Moundsview, which is I didn't oh. realize how close it was to where Angela and I lived. Live, but it's like less than fifteen minutes away. I and thought it was in Kuno. It's in Moundsview, which is like oh, the next town over. Okay, but I was just saying, um, calamansi juice packets—they have it there. That's where I found the banana leaves. Ah, thank goodness for that. Yeah, and they have dried anchovies. I think what I the <laughs> I think uh, the takeaway from this is that I should really search for more uh, Asian markets because <laughs> apparently there's two that's in Burnsville. I can't really say if it's closer to me because I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but it's just it's just the whole, oh, I should probably try, you know, shopping there just so that I could note, you know, where I can find my calamansi juice whatever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. For yeah. whatever other recipes we want to try from this book. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, interesting ingredients that I think you can only find at, a, at an Asian market. At an Asian market, definitely. Yeah. And there's so, yeah. there's one recipe towards the back. Um, darn it, I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, your your cousin's husband makes it. The oh um quinilo. Yeah, quinilo. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to trying it's, that recipe. It's Philippine ceviche, is <clears throat> what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so uh. But we have another challenge for our next episode. Yes, we do. And this is my challenge. And we haven't actually um, did the second part of this challenge, which is a search. Um, What the challenge is, is that Angela and I, since we live in the same house and we are married... And Jeff and Pam are married and they live in the same house, obviously. We are going to challenge each other to... uh, What we're basically going to do is find a restaurant that does takeout or delivery. Okay? And we are going to find one near their area where they live. And they have to go to it and order something from there and report back on what they found and how the food is. And, and yeah, we'll just report. And then they're going to do the same to us. They're going to so find a restaurant in our neck of the woods. It's, it's basically a blind date with takeout. Exactly. And the key, the key thing is, is that the restaurants has to be local based. 
They have to be local based. Yeah, no so, chains. So basically, right. if if it would if it would be an option for our roll a dinner check in in normal times, then it would be an option for this blind dinner. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yep. So that's a challenge. We haven't picked the restaurants yet. We're gonna do that. We will um, probably make our announcements. By Sunday, we'll post it on the Facebooks and the Twitter sphere. Yes. And in a, pretty much all the socials that we have. And we will report back our next episode and see what happens. Sounds good. Sweet. But for now, we have a story to tell. Where's my mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Today's story, we're going to be in Eberron. This, it's not a long story. We're picking back up where uh, we last left them on a ship with a gaggle of ships full of refugees leaving, uh, leaving Zereshak. Zereshak? Leaving the city behind. I can't remember the name of the city right now. But they were leaving the city behind and headed off to a nearby harbor where they could uh, unload, restock, or decide if they're staying in that town where they, where many of the, where many of the refugees knew they would have distant relatives or close relatives they just haven't seen in a while. Well, while they were on the ship, their captain, Leonis, self-declared captain, decided he wanted to make an announcement. So he had Valen go and announce that he was going to make an announcement, which the refugees did not understand that logic, but oh well. So they gathered for his announcement. And he's... And he had Valen boost him up onto the roof of the captain's quarters so he could see the people on board. And he addressed them with his low charisma score and said, My friends, my friends, today I wish to make an announcement. There is a dragon mark that has been revived on me. It is the mark of death, and I want to announce the new house with this mark. I will be a gentle leader of this house, but I want you to witness its formation. This will be its the house sign, uh, uh, not this one. Um, that's a... Uh, Wow, that looks just like the tea stain from earlier. Huh. Well, I guess it's our sign now. This will be our sign of the house with the mark of death. Unfortunately, this was not an unheard of tale to these people. They'd heard of it. It was an extinct mark said to have brought death and destruction in its wake. And considering they had just fled a town where surely death visited all who left all who were left behind, 
and they began to murmur. If Pepper had Valen boost her up to the roof of the captain's quarters and address the crowd, unfortunately only barely able to prevent a mutiny of sorts among the refugees. But Leonis, the self-proclaimed captain of the Star Breeze, once hailed as among hero one among heroes that uh, brought them salvation from imminent death to um, yeah he was decided it, it was largely decided that he was creepy and scary and no we don't want to be on this ship anymore and uh, when they reached the harbor the refugees left and our crew had to uh, leave quickly after with only one refugee remaining with us the lamp maker Bobby from Glumtown. <laughs> yeah, he. That was a speech he should not have made. <laughs> but, you know, low charisma score and, and um, self proclaimed captain. It was. It was an interesting session. <laughs> I know, short story this time. Afterwards, Leonis... Okay. Afterwards, Leonis was... They were discussing how to divvy up uh, money for going into the next town to do some touristy things. And uh, since Pepper's in charge of the money, uh, Leonis, who had been paranoid about, you know, mutiny, was like, she's being a tyrant. We should totally mutiny. <laughs> like... <laughs> Leonis! <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, what's next? Uh, next, um, we have some entertainment. A quiz show of sorts. Pam! So, we have a quiz show. Badly worded movie reviews. So, Pam, what are we doing with this one? Okay, so what I'm going to do is that I just... There is some funny tweets that uh, BoardPanda.com kind of compiled. And these are just tweets that basically give a short summation of movies. But it's put very badly. Let's just put it that way. And we're going to guess what movies these You're are. You're going to guess what movie it is based on the... Badly worded reviews. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see if we can do this. All right. So. Okay, geeks. This one says, group spends nine hours returning jewelry. Group spends nine hours returning jewelry? Again, this is put very badly, so don't think broad. Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. Ocean's Eleven? That should be taking away jewelry. Well, I thought they brought back jewelry. Um, two. Or one of them. Again, uh, just... Uh, sometimes these tweets are very generic that it's... it's. Oh, gosh. Like, it, it sounds like one of those uh, kind of uh, 
comedy movies where people are blundering about trying to. Well, oh, oh, I headphone problems. Christmas. Uh-uh. I need a clue. I need a hint. Um, Can I get a hint? Well, I did say, "Hey, geeks." Um. So it's a, it's a geeky movie. So you needed a hint, Edwin. Yeah, I need a hint. Um. Well, I did say, uh, "Hey, geeks." Um. So it's a geeky movie. Very appropriate for our podcast since this is a, a topic that we always talk about. I cannot freak. Hold on. So, okay. So it's a geeky movie. Geeky movie. And, and it's a topic that we talk about all the time Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, yes. Really? That's not Which the movie, movie, though. That's not the movie, though. <laughs> um, Dork- Dorkness Rising? No. Do you need the review again? Yes, please. So the review is. Group spends nine hours returning jewelry. You're so close. Come on. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why am I blanking? <laughs> oh, I, I just I can I already can tell people who are listening is like just yelling at us. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Just yelling. It's like why can't you figure it out? Um. Let me know. Give up. I'm not gonna give any more hints. Why not? <laughs> Come on, this is I can't say anymore. Group spends nine hours. Nine <clears throat> hours returning jewelry. Dungeons and dragons. We talk about it all the time. Okay, fine. It's a trilogy. Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings. There you go. Nine hours in the movie. Movie's uh, nine hours because there's three of them. Each movie is three hours long. Yeah. Okay. Oh my <clears throat> gosh. Like, oh. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, how about this? Everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. It's not day after tomorrow, is it? No. Everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> what? Bat- when did they try the ice bucket challenge? Hoth. In Hoth. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, Titanic. Titanic. There we go. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Oh, I think I just clipped. You did clip. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <sighs> okay. Okay, so that's one for Angela. A two for me. Okay. Well, first well, one had a two. lot of hints. Yeah. Oh, are we? Are we? Are no. we? I'm not keeping score. I'm keeping score. I want, <laughs> a, I want keeping a winner. Score. Okay, fine, Edwin. Fine. Um, how about this? Uh, noseless guy has an unhealthy obsession with a teenage boy. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And yes. the Deathly Hollows, or just Harry Potter. Just Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> um, okay. How about a guy learns to love a girl without her Instagram filters? This is a bit complicated. Oh. Oh. Um, is it that Jack Black Gwyneth Paltrow movie? No. Oh. No. <laughs> um. Um. Let me know if you need hints. Her Instagram filter. Without her Instagram filters. 
Oh, gosh. She's all that. A guy learns to love a girl without her Instagram filters. I'll give you a hint. It's an animated movie. Animated movie. Um. Animated movie. Oh, what is it? I'm sure I've seen it. I'm sure I love it. <sighs> is it a Pixar movie? No. Oh. No. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's not Cinderella. It's not Cinderella. Um, without her Instagram um, filters. It's not a cartoon. It's animated, say, but it's not a cartoon. When I say animated, it's not a cartoon. Okay, animated, but not a cartoon. Correct. Oh! Oh! Oh. Um. Shrek. There you go. Point for Edwin. <laughs> Shrek. Oh. Oops. Oops. That was actually ding. Damn it. <laughs> um. So Edwin, Shrek. you have a point now. I have a point. Okay. I have I a really point. Don't know how you many, just clipped. How many I'm gonna do? Um. How um, many are there? Because because some of these are. Some of these are duplicates of the same movie. Okay. Um, Let's go up to six. How how many are we? Oh, We're six more, you mean? Yeah. No, okay. three more. Three more. Okay. Uh, how about this? Kid comes out of the closet. Oh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yep. <laughs> um, girl has to pretend she's a man to be taken seriously. Mulan? Yes. I think Angela just won. <laughs> I did, but still, let's get one more. Angela just won. This is a victory lap. <laughs> okay, Edwin, I hope you get this. Paranoid billionaire afraid of immigrant. Paranoid Superman. Superman. Which one? Superman. Superman. Oh, Return oh. of Superman. No. No, Superman, Superman 2. No. Superman 1? This is a newer... Oh. Oh, Batman versus Superman. Yes. Yeah. Do you want another one? I was thinking Edwin. of... What's his name? Um, I was Lex thinking Luthor? Lex Luthor. Is a, is yeah, a, we were both thinking Lex Luthor at first. Yeah. Do you want another one, Edwin? Yeah, sure. I'll take another one. Okay, Edwin. This is for you. I think... Okay. Well, I'll try this, and if Martha? you don't get this, I can find another one. Your mom's name is Martha? Sorry. <laughs> Public transportation running ahead of schedule for once. Public transportation running ahead of schedule for once. Speed? There we go. <laughs> there we go. And can I throw in another one? Sure. Sure. Cancer survivor never loses his sense of humor. Cancer survivor never, never loses, loses his sense of humor. His sense of humor. Oh, Deadpool? There we go. <laughs> well then. <laughs> so good job, guys. Oh my gosh. Okay, Angela won that one, <laughs> right? <laughs> Congratulations, Angela. All What's right. What's my prize? Do I have All a prize? Right. This is a priceless, priceless uh, game. 
<laughs> I give you <laughs> air skin. from my lungs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us again for episode 42. Um, my name is Angela. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Pleasant Doom. My name is Pam. You could also find me on the Twitterverse at PandaCatDragon1. I can also be found on Instagram. Um, I'm in charge of the uh, account for this podcast. Also under PandaCatDragon. And you can, my name is Edwin, and you can find me on uh, T-Cities, oh my gosh, T-Cities Edwin on the Twitter, on Twitter. And you can find me on DIY, as DIY Edwin on Instagram. And you can also check out our newest podcast, our newest, latest and greatest podcast, Hollow Hollow Hangouts, uh, wherever you find your podcasts. And, yep, we have uh, episode three coming out, um... Actually, we have to record episode three still, but <laughs> that's our latest one. We have two episodes on there right now. Check them out and give us some feedback. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at our rarely used page of Legend Creators. Uh, and if you want to email us directly, you can email us at uh, dungeondiners at gmail.com. Also, keep keep your eyes out for our webpage going to be posted soon, uh, legendcreators.com where you'll be able to find information about us, about our projects, and uh, things that we find interesting. The, we'll keep you posted. Yes. And yeah. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us for Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Bye. 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 Bye.